This is a download from News Talk 106 to 108. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie. Off the ball, getting inside the game on News Talk 106 to 108. All right, special guest Di Regan is with us all evening. If you have uh, questions for him, you can text us 53106. And a few of you have been texting in wondering what you need to do to uh, get tickets for the Off the Ball Roadshow, which takes place on April the 11th in the Mercantile. Just text the word football to 53106 and we'll uh, be in touch with details on how you can get your tickets for that one. So just text football to 53106. Each time you text us, it's going to cost you 30 cents. Now, Ireland have named their team to take on Sweden uh, tomorrow night in the uh, qualifier. Delighted to say we've got John Giles with us. John, the the big headline news, obviously, is that Paul Green has made the team ahead of James McCarthy. Um, uh, Most of our texters are unhappy with this. What would your view on it be? Well, I'd be surprised. Yeah, very surprised indeed. Um, You know, McCarthy's playing regularly in the Premiership. Uh, and Green is playing in the championship and and he's playing even on a regular basis but I don't think there's any comparison between the two players Uh, you know McCarthy is is a young player but he's got class he can get on the ball he can pass the ball Um, and Green is not good at that you know he's he's the star if he's anything he's the star and I don't think he's particularly good at that either Jair the conversation today with Trapattoni when he was asked, like, what's the logic behind dropping a player who's in the Premier League versus a player who's playing for the team who are 10th best in the championship? He said that um, I watched a lot of uh, Coleman at the weekend when he was playing so well and we, we need him to get forward during the game on Friday night to take the game to Sweden. And when that happens and when the fullbacks and the, the wingers who were playing... Uh, are attacking we need somebody to filter back and look after the defence and that yeah I heard that yeah yeah but it doesn't well you've got to make sense of football as much as you possibly can and that doesn't make sense to me because for the fullbacks to get forward you need somebody in the, of a creative something of a creative player to free them to get forward right now McCarthy is the best we have at getting on the ball and our most creative player to free the fullbacks to get forward Okay. Yeah. Now, if McCarthy's not playing, Green is not going to be able to do that. He just doesn't have that ability to free the fullbacks. So he's in the team uh, to to balance the team with the fullbacks getting forward. When I don't think the likes of Coleman, for example, won't get forward, Jack, because Green is not. He hasn't got the ability to free him. Does that make sense? Yeah. The, the, it's almost as if Coleman will have nobody to pass the ball to. Yeah. Well, well, fullbacks when they're getting forward. Uh, see, it's all right to trap a anybody saying we want the fullbacks to get forward. But that's in relation to where the ball is. And they can't, you can get forward and you can get forward without the ball, which is no good to anybody. So fullbacks can't dictate how the game is going to be played. It's midfield players that dictate that. And if the midfield players are not doing the stuff, then the fullbacks don't get forward and they don't get the ball. So with the likes of Green and Whelan, I don't think any of them are, are capable of freeing the fullbacks. But to say that Green will, will cover for Coleman when he gets forward. Uh, doesn't make sense because I can understand it. Uh, if McCarthy's in the team uh, and he is capable of freeing the players, then you might need somebody to back back them up. But I can't see Green or Whelan uh, releasing the fullbacks. It, it's like we have this really attacking lineup with uh, the two wingers. Assuming Robbie Brady, and we get on to the whole Robbie Brady mm-hmm. uh, incident mm-hmm. in a moment. So, mm-hmm. assuming Brady starts and assuming James McLean starts, we do have quite an attacking team. Shane Long is in there as well. Yeah, but you have to get the ball to them, Jer. You have to get the ball to attackers. Wingers and forwards, the, the, the only people that can de- really dictate play are midfield players. 
because they can go where they like. They're not restricted to one position. And fullbacks who are getting forward, and wingers particularly, depend on the service they get from those particular players because they can't get the ball without them. And if you've got the likes of Whelan and Green in the team, neither of them are good at distributing the ball, neither of them are creative players. So how are the wingers, as good as they may be, or fullbacks as good as they may be, get the ball, Jer? Would you have McCarthy in the team ahead of Whelan even? Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd have McCarthy and Hulhan in the team as midfield players and have a different emphasis on, on the game altogether. I mean, that, that's, my, that's my opinion on it. Um, but but obviously it's not the manager's opinion. Well, actually, I was going to ask you. I mean, obviously, we, it's really impossible to second guess what's going on in Trapattoni's mind. But mm. presumably, he he understands that for the fullbacks to get in possession, that somebody has to get the ball for them, and somebody has to be able to to find them when. Yeah, but Jared, okay, I understand what you're saying. You have to get the ball, but when you get the ball, you have to use it. Sure. So that was my question, though. If <laughs> in Trapattoni's plan in this team tomorrow. How will the ball end up at the feet of Coleman? I don't know. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying to you. If you don't have midfield players who are capable of opening up the game and creative and get the ball out to them, then they don't, they're not going to get the ball. But what, what, what you said earlier on, which I believe was said by Trapattoni, is that he has green in the team for, for to cover when the fullbacks get forward. And I'm saying to you, there's nobody in that, that midfield that I can see will let the, the, uh, get the fullbacks into a position where they can get forward. So Green is going to be covering for somebody that's not going to get on the ball anyway. It doesn't make sense. It's almost as if we're on the verge of a good team selection here. Well, I think, you see, it's a question of the philosophy of the manager, Jer. And uh, you could get personnel on the players who are good players on the ball, but if they're not encouraged to play, they're not going to be, do themselves justice. And I thought after the European Championships, we would get players in, there would be a change of philosophy where we would be ha- concentrate on keeping the ball, using the ball, and I don't think that's happened. I don't. I don't think you trust the players to do it. Looking at the team tomorrow, in Trapattoni's mind, how do you think this team is actually going to be capable of attacking? And, and like, what what's his belief? Do you think? I think he'll, he'll he'll do what he's done in previous matches, which is to get as many players behind the ball as he possibly can, and try and try and hit a team on a break, maybe score a corner kick or a free kick. Uh, and I think he'd make it difficult for the opposition because there'll be so many bodies back, uh, and that's the way it'll that's the way it'll go, Jer. And so that's what Paul Green's role will be is yeah, essentially that's, that's the emphasis. That's his, that's what he believes in, and he's he's done it all the time since he's taken over the Irish team. That you know whether it be Andrews, Whelan, these are players that he's going to put in that are going to keep goal side of the ball uh, and be better defensively than the likes of Hulahan or McCarthy. So really this team selection, while the personnel might be slightly different, it's actually exactly the same philosophy that he's really had since day one. Yeah, I think so. I think so, definitely. Definitely. I think you'll see a lot of kick-outs from the goalkeeper, long free kicks, uh, uh, you know, no no short corner kicks, no no uh, really smartness uh, around, the ga- around the game. I think it'll be stop-start and knock it forward. That's the way I see it. Uh, wanna... How are we going to get on the ball, Jay? See, if, you, if you've got players in the middle of the field like Green and uh, Whelan, Whelan, they're both good workers. They are really good-hearted lads. They'll give everything they've got. But they can't actually get on the ball and create anything. They're just not capable of doing it. That's not what they're, that's not what they're in, in teams for, if they're in the, the, the Leeds team uh, or the Stoke team. They're there to, to get a few tackles in and, and to work hard. And that's what they'll do. But they won't create anything. If you were to take Robbie Keane out of this team, but Wes Hulhan in in his place, does it suddenly vastly improve the team? 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't t- take uh, Robbie Keane. I would replace uh, uh, either Whelan uh, or Green with Hulahan. I'd play Hulahan in the middle of the pitch. Just as an out and out midfielder, McCarthy. I'd have McCarthy. That's the, that's the, the the Brady. That's the midfield. I have Brady, McCarthy, Hulahan, and McLean. Let's let's leave that just for one second. I okay. want to, I want to play you the audio that um, this is Trapattoni speaking about Robbie Brady, which has also become a bit of an issue today. Okay, I spoke with him, not Dabby, Daub. I said, "Are you sure? Are you okay?" He said to me, "Yes, I am okay." I wish uh, pushing the the no commitment. He liked me against Poland. I, I liked said, him against I Poland. Him. I said, okay, you must to repeat this game. He promised me after after the training I would speak again with him. It's not a, a big problem, eh? Only psychologically. Only psychologically. He's picked Robbie Brady in the team and then says, well, we're not actually sure if he's going to play. I, 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 I asked him if he was okay. I want you to play the same as you did against Poland. It's not an injury problem that he has, only a psychological, only psychological. And then he went on afterwards to say that if Brady doesn't come through that training session in a way that he's happy with, he's going to pick Andy Kyo in his place. I don't, I don't really remember any manager ever saying that he wasn't sure if one of his own players weren't, wasn't psychologically uh, up to it. I, can't, I, I don't understand it. I, I, if, he's, if he's not sure about the player being psychologically up for the game, then don't pick him. Uh, what, what managers are supposed to do is build the player up, build up his confidence and tell him that he's got a belief in him to go out and do his stuff. Um, you know, he's made an issue of this publicly now that he doubts, uh, he doubts Brady psychologically. Um, it, it just doesn't make sense, Jar. You, you know, don't pick him if, if, if that's the case and pick somebody else and certainly don't make it public. I mean, what's the player supposed to say to him? Yeah, I'm up for it. You know, you, you, you watch these players for, for, for years and you see if they're up for it or not. If they're not up for it, don't even pick them in the squad. So it, it, it just, it's just, it's, it's, it's not very good for the young player, that's for sure. The one thing that strikes me about this is that it, it's not entirely dissimilar to the way Roberto Mancini has treated his players this season. You think of the criticism that he's had for Joe Hart in particular. And uh, afterwards, Mancini will come out and say, oh, you know, that's just me trying to get a reaction from the player. Maybe, maybe at club management, you can understand that because you'll see them all the time. But Robbie Brady's a very inexperienced player and to be putting him under this extra pressure ahead of the game seems counterintuitive. Yeah. I, don't think it's, I don't think it's good at any level. Yeah. If you've got a problem with a player, you talk it out with him and you sort him out. Uh, and you don't, you don't put him down. Uh, I mean, if the player's been a bit cocky, then you can drag him down a peg or two. Uh, but certainly you, you, you want to boost your players up. And if Joe Hart is not doing his stuff, then you tell him he's not doing his stuff and you tell him why. Uh, but as you quite rightly say, this lad Brady, he's only coming in for the first few internationals. He hasn't really made a name for himself yet. He's quite an inexperienced player. Um, so you want to build his confidence up more than anything else. You don't want to be running him down. And to make that public, if I were a player, young player and I read that in the papers, which, which Brady's bound to, his people, his friends will tell him what's, what's been said. Um, it's 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 disheartening to say the least. I don't understand it. In in and of itself, as a one-off, again you'd say that's a bit funny. But given everything else that Giovanni Trapattoni has done over the last while in relation to his man management of the players, as part of an overall picture, it suggests that he really is a very poor man manager. 
Well, he's been, he's been a great manager, uh, Jar, over a number of years, and the things that he's won, he, 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 he can't, don't win as many things as he's done by luck. Now, whether he has changed over the years or not, I don't know how he managed years ago. I only know how he manages the Irish team. And I think, he's, he's, as you say, his man management has left an awful lot to be desired. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And this latest chapter today, uh, with publicly, you know, almost well, criticising the player, that he might not be up to it, and he hasn't mind, made his mind up about it yet. Um, there's absolutely no need for it at all. That should never become public. If he has doubts about the player, then keep him to himself. And if his doubts are, 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 are so strong, then don't pick him. And then nobody knows any different then. One of the speculations that we were talking about before we came on tonight was that maybe he's just used to dealing with better players. The, the one thing about that is that he's, he's been with Ireland now for so long you think that at this point he would have understand the mentality of the players given he talks about mentality so much. Yeah, but even with better players you don't do that anyway, Jay. Better players you build up uh, and, and, and you, you know, you tell them they did well, they did great uh, when they do, you criticise them when they don't but you don't make a public issue of it like this, this, is, this has been done for this, in this particular player and other players uh, as well. That, that, that's not man management. You know, it's not that. It's it's not rocket science in football. It's just manners and, and respect for people and keeping it to yourself and, and, you know, dealing with the players. It's between you and the players and nobody else. Um, and, you know, he, he, very often he hasn't done that. And this is the, the latest in, in the string of things with young Brady uh, to, to question him psychologically uh, whether he's going to pick him or not. What happens if he picks him? <laughs> How's the lad going to feel then? And when he knows the manager's doubting him anyway. Or what if he doesn't pick him after the training session as well? Well, then he's then he's then he's, he's condemning the lad, isn't he, for his long-term future? Because what he's saying, what he's already said today, I'm not so sure if he's ready for it psychologically. Is not right. Yeah. Now, if he doesn't pick him, what he's saying is I don't trust him psychologically. Well, what's, how does that do a young player any good? And it makes it very difficult for him to pick him again. It makes it very difficult well, it for. Well, how is he going to be ready for the next match? Is he going to be ready for the next match? Is he ever going to make it? Because don't forget, temperament in football is hugely important, uh, and. You know, even young players, you know, young players can handle it. They're well able to do it. Liam Brady played his first match against Russia. I think he was 18 and he was brilliant. Um, you know, you either have it or you don't have it. But anybody that's, I think, a little bit weak psychologically, it's up to the manager to boost that player and get the best out of him. Not to tell him that he's psychologically weak or, or suggest that he's psychologically weak. It just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. During the week, we had Stephen Reid on, and I was asking him if the Kevin Doyle situation would have a, an impact on the team's morale. And he was actually very honest, saying, "You know, I mean, for Kevin, it's going to have an impact on his morale, but the rest of the team, come no. ten minutes, fifteen, twenty minutes before kickoff, they're only thinking game, yep. game, game, team, team, team." This this is almost slightly different, where he names the team the day before, and actually, there's a question mark over one of the players, and there's a training session tonight. And he's got to see how he does after that. And I don't know what the the, the training session's going to tell him. I don't know what a training session tells really any manager. You know, my experience in football, I, play, I played with players uh, who were great players. And on a Friday morning, for example, Billy Bremner and Jack Charlton, who were great players for Leeds United, Scotland and England, um, just just use it as a, a, a light-hearted training session. You know? Yeah. But when it came to the Saturday, there was nobody committed themselves more. And it's, that's when you want them to commit themselves I played with a, a, another player in the Irish team years ago. I won't name him. And in training, he led everybody in training. Brilliant. Everybody was trailing after him in, in, in training. If he played in the international team, he never kicked the ball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
There's lads I know, you wouldn't look, watch them in training and you think, oh, God, that lad's put, put him out on the pier where it really matters. The only thing that matters is what does he do during the match? So unless a lad is really skiving off or looks terrible and he's been out all night in training, you can say, well, I'm not going, well, he shouldn't be in the squad in the first place. Yeah. But I don't, I don't believe in judging the players in training. Judge them on how they perform on a Saturday. So he's waiting tonight now, having, and he should have been watching this player quite a little bit. So he should know what Brady's about very, 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 very much. Rather than how are you going to judge tonight in one training session, yeah, whether you play this player in an international match, play him or not in an international match on one training session. It's you awesome. should know your players inside out, yeah. It shouldn't come to a training session the night before the game. It also, say the game goes ahead with Robbie Brady in the starting lineup, uh, and he doesn't play well for whatever reason. Maybe the fullback has a brilliant game yeah. and marks him out of it. Again, everybody's going to be going, oh, maybe Brady has a, an issue here. Maybe Trapattoni's telling the truth, which is actually the worst part about this. <laughs> but, but if he's telling the truth, if he feels it's the truth, yeah, then don't pick him. If he feels it's not the truth, it shouldn't be brought into the public domain. That's a topic now that you and I are talking about, about a young player who hasn't even played yet, that he might be psychologically weak. And that's been, that's been initiated, or the conversation or the debate has been initiated by the manager. But if the manager's that doubtful about it, that's why you should know your players. You, you know, he's been doing the job for four or five years now. All these players you should know well. You should know if they're psychologically weak or not. And if they're psychologically weak, no player... It's going to be a good player if he's psychologically weak. It's one of the hardest parts of being a professional sportsman is that psychologically you're strong and confident uh, that's to do the job. Lads who are psychologically weak don't make the grade and they certainly shouldn't make the international team if they're psychologically weak. John, stay with us. We're, uh, we've got a load of text in on this. We're going to put your text to John. 53106 is the text number right after these. Off the ball on Newstalk 106 to 108. All right, it's Thursday Night Football with John Giles. John, I'm going to put these two texts together. Brian and Carlos says, I saw McCarthy against Everton recently. He covered every blade and was excellent. Would always look for the best in trap, but this just takes the biscuit. Trap out, please. And somebody who signs himself, Schneider, says, McCarthy is a far better defensive midfielder than Green. Also, Green is there to stop Zlatan, apparently. Does Trapatoni not remember bringing on Green to mark Fabregas and he scored within a minute? Um... There is some suggestion that Green's main job will be to shadow Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Um, do you buy that? No, he's a centre forward, isn't he? Ibrahimovic is centre forward. <laughs> but okay, say he does that. But what, what are we going to do on the when we get the ball? There's two parts of the game where you either have the ball or you don't have the ball. When you haven't got it, you do your best to get it back, and then you, if you have it, you use it constructively. But well, who's going to use it constructively? If Green Green is one of the midfield players, now if he's looking after a centre forward, what's what's he going to do in the middle of the field? Mm. It doesn't. It, you know, like football is a complex game, yeah, and you have to try and make as much common sense of it as you possibly can. And I don't see much. What we're, what we're talking about tonight, I don't see much common sense in it at all. I know. I think that's a common theme coming through from the texters as well. Uh, Wurzel says the fullbacks will only get on the ball from a tackle or a header from a centre back. It's going to be very scratchy for Ireland, and that's actually it seems the way the team has been designed. Well, I think it's I think it's been uh, Trapattoni's <laughs> philosophy with the Irish team since he took over to make it scrappy. We'll 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 fight and we'll we'll get it stuck in and we'll we'll win tackles. There's been no I don't think there's been any emphasis on keeping the ball at all. Because if you, if you have an emphasis on keeping the ball and using the ball, don't we get the likes of Green and, and, and Whelan are, are there for their tackling, right? 
But if you use the ball well, you don't have to tackle as much, yeah. You know, so if Hulhan is in the team and McCarthy use the ball, so there isn't as many tackles because we have the ball and it's certainly much more enjoyable uh, to, to, to play in and to watch and effective as well. Yeah. But I think the, the emphasis all the time since he took over is, right, this is what I do, this is the system, I'm having those players in, we're going to be difficult to beat, but there's no emphasis on being smart or inventive or, or creative in any way whatsoever. The next question, does John think we have at least our best available back four on the field uh, it's Seamus Coleman Mark Wilson in fullback and John O'Shea and Kieran Clark at centre back yeah I think so they're, they're the lads who are available we know Richard Dunn is out um, and and uh, the other lads out playing Canada sorry Jerry Cameron O'Dee O'Dee. O'Dee. Yeah. no not O'Dee no, no the other lad um, I'll think of his name in a minute but the, uh, he's played regularly with Sean St. Ledger St. Ledger yeah, yeah. He, you know, he'd be my choice if uh, if he was fit, but he's not fit. So I think that the, the players that he has picked, apart from the midfield players, uh, are okay. Yeah, it's just uh, and the two but the, but the midfield players are so important. Yeah, they're the link between defence and attack, keeping the ball and creating chances, creating goals and defending. So like that's where the, the, you have the creative players, and like he's not, he's never really gone for for those particular players. Um, Kevin Doyle was dropped by text. How did a manager drop a player in your day, John? Um, well, in my early days, it was a selection committee uh, of five to pick the team. So there was no contact between the players. You read the team in the paper. Uh, but uh, in, in my time as manager, you, I would talk to the players. I would, I would talk to them. Um, if they, We didn't have such a big selection of players either. And we used to pick a squad of 16. So it was, it was, it was pretty well known what the, the squad would be um, before, before we... And then I would tell the players who I was leaving out of the team uh, on the morning of the game. Yeah. And I presume that wasn't a particularly enjoyable part of the job. No, it's, it's one of the worst parts of the job. But, but all you have to do is manage to say, right, what is my best team? Uh, and you pick your best team and then say, now I have to do the unpleasant part. The, 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 it's, not, it's not unpleasant telling the team players that are in the team. The unpleasant part is telling them they're out of the team. But if you're true to yourself, you have to pick what you consider to be the best team and then tell the players who are not playing. Uh, Charlie has texted in a different issue from the ones that we've been talking about obviously can you ask John's view of Michael Owen he rated him up there at Greaves he once interesting to see now uh, well, I think he was very very unfortunate uh, Jar. in his early days I mean if you look at his goal scoring record in, in, in his prime and his prime didn't last all that long in relation to some of the other great players I would have I, I, if he had kept fit I think he would have beaten all the goal scoring records in, for the English team and uh, the Premiership his rate of uh, goal scoring in the early days was phenomenal. Brilliant. I mean, even I mean, he hasn't played. I saw his record today. I think it was 340 league games, and I think he scored like 140, 150 goals, 40 goals for England in 80 odd appearances. So he was very, very unfortunate. To, his pace was his great thing. Uh, yeah, he's cool around the goals, but his pace was exceptionally good. And with the injury, he got a bad knee injury. Then he had hamstrings injury, and I think once he lost um, his pace. Then he he became human in relation to being above human when he when he was at his best. Was it mismanagement of his early career, maybe playing him too much, or do you actually have to play the players who were that good when they're that young? No, I don't think you can protect players that much. You know, if you look at most of the other players, if you look at Ryan Giggs, you look at Paul Scholes, Bobby Charlton, his day, Bobby Charlton played eight hundred games. You know, most players most players can manage it. I think it was just unfortunate uh, what it was his build. I think he got a bad knee injury. And then in an awful lot of trouble with his hamstrings, which is usually a sign of sprinters, you know? Yeah. So he was very, I think he was just very, very unlucky. 
Final final point for now. Jacko's texted in. Would John agree with Trap that Green can be compared with Nobby Styles? No, I wouldn't say so. Says Jacko. No, no way. Nobby Styles was a terrific player. Nobby Styles won European Cup on his medal and a World Cup medal for England. Nobby Styles was was a, a, a destructive type of player. But he could really play as well, and he could do that destructive job really, really well. Yeah, Nobby Styles was a top class player. You wouldn't, I wouldn't mention those either of those players in, in the same breath as Nobby Styles. No way, no. Joe, we leave it there for now. Thanks very much. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for listening to this News Talk One Hundred Six to One Hundred Eight podcast. To download other programs or for more information, go to newstalk.ie.